Introducing the revolutionary mascara from CoverGirl that adds extreme volume, up to 300% more volume than bare lashes. New Lash Blast Cleantopia is the plant-powered mascara made with 72% natural origin ingredients and infused with cellulose plant fibers. Cleantopia is like a green thumb for your lashes. For lush, check-me-out lashes that last up to 24 hours with no smudging, no flaking, and no clumps. Put the power of plants to work for you with new Lash Blast Cleantopia Mascara. Only from Easy Breezy Beautiful CoverGirl. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. And welcome to Adventures in the Spirit. I'm so excited for what the wonderful Holy Spirit is doing around the world right now. My family just returned from an incredible three-week-long road trip vacation, 6,000 miles. We went, came from Virginia to Yellowstone. We saw Mount Rushmore. We saw Chimney Rock. We went to Glacier International Park in Montana. Beautiful countryside there. If you've never been there, please go. We came back, spent a lot of time with the in-laws, had an incredible time. Now we're back, and uh, I'm excited to be jumping back into Adventures in the Spirit podcast. Guys, things are going well. As I did another crusade in Pakistan via Zoom recently to a bunch of pastors and leaders there. So thank you so very much for continuing to pray for Fireborn Ministries. I want to encourage you, if you want to sign up for our email list, we have a free download for you. Uh, It's a prophetic activation. So the links are provided right here on the podcast notes and the podcast description. So you could sign up for our email list. You could stay in touch with Fireborn Ministries. Know that we do webinars, coaching, podcasting, interviews, all kinds of different things. But guys, I'm excited for my very special friend, my special guest, Kathy DeGraw. She's got this brand new book out that I, I'm so thankful and honored to have endorsed. It's called Prophetic Spiritual Warfare. She has a podcast that has been around for just a couple of years that has got hundreds of thousands of downloads. She's a spiritual warrior. She's an apostle. She's a prophet. Uh, Let me read the bio real quick. She's the founder and president of Kathy DeGraw Ministries and of K Advancement. She's a prophetic healing and deliverance ministry, releasing the love and power of God to ignite and activate people. She releases prophetic destinies. She delivers people from the bondages of the enemy. And she's got just an incredible story of how she's encountered Jesus. So today, please help me welcome Kathy DeGraw to Adventure in the spirit. Kathy, welcome back. Thank you, Jared. I am so stoked. I was so excited when you invited me because I know you love the Holy Spirit as much as I do. We probably like, who loves him more? And so I know it's going to be great. And thank you so much for endorsing my book. That meant a lot. You're my first guest to be on this podcast for the third time. And every time you're on, it is lit. It is fire. It is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. And so 
Kathy, I normally don't do this and mention people's books up front, but you've got this new book, Prophetic Spiritual Warfare. I've read it. I'm on my third reading of this. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was an honor to have uh, endorsed it, to get the PDF and then the reader's copy and now an autographed copy. So thank you so very much. Prophetic Spiritual Warfare. So today, you know, we are going to activate the prophetic. We are going to see Jesus move in power through this broadcast, whether people are viewing it or they're listening to it later on the podcast. But Kathy, can you tell us a little bit more about how God led you to write this book, Prophetic Spiritual Warfare? It started because I spent two years just really seeking the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I spent two years of my life just prostrate, allowing the Holy Spirit to just really impart and activate me. And then I just launched my podcast and my podcast just blew up overnight. It had half a million downloads in the first year, which I guess is just a remarkable number. And people were really receiving the teaching of how do I do spiritual warfare prophetically led by the Holy Spirit? That's what the prophetic part is. How do we conquer spiritual warfare? How do we live our life prophetically led by the Spirit? And so that's what we did is was like, let's expand the podcast. Let's get the teaching in people's hands. And what I love about this book, Jared, is I don't call it a book. I call it a manual because there's so much prophetic activation, impartation, prayers, prophetic exercises, declarations. I mean, it really leads a person to how do I do this? And I can do this. Amen. I love that. Kathy, you've got this prophetic testimony that, that you've woven throughout. I know you've written a number of other books. You've spoken into my life. You've prophesied into my life. But I was curious because I want to jump in and see how did God lead you into the prophetic? Oh, that's very interesting, Jared, because I actually had my track shoes on. I was running away from the prophetic because I had seen it distorted so many times. But what I found is when I repented and embraced it, it really activated the prophetic. And I saw how we could conquer warfare and do the ministry of deliverance in five minutes versus eight hours, how we could pray prophetically being led by the Holy Spirit. So the prophetic activation came from starting to trust the Holy Spirit. And I would start to prophesy or I would see something in the spiritual realm. And instead of just seeing something in the spiritual realm, I always prayed into it. I don't like to take anything at face value. I don't believe God's showing me something in the spiritual realm just to say, look at this angel or see this demon. I believe we have something to do with that. So I started partnering with the Holy Spirit to, you know, what do you want me to do with what I'm seeing. But also as I prophesied, what I had to do is I had to go through progression. And that's what I really want to tell people who are listening today. You got to step out and do it and step out and try it and be obedient, disciplined, and faithful to what the Holy Spirit is leading. And so the Holy Spirit would tell me to go and prophesy over someone and I would. And then he might give me one word or one sentence. And as I went in faith, then the Holy Spirit would increase. And it was the same way when I started seeing things in the spiritual realm. I'd just be like, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do with that? Is that for me to pray and intercede? Do you want me to go release it over the person? Do you want me to go pray and bind and restrict it? And as I partnered with the Holy Spirit, 
the prophetic really came to full activation, but even more than just entry-level prophecy, he showed me how we could use that for evangelism, for writing books, for preaching from pulpits and doing the ministry of deliverance. So it's really about coming into a tight relationship with the Holy Spirit and allowing him to take that prophetic in any direction that he wants to take it. You can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful e-course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. Amen. Well, you mentioned Jesus encounters, encountering Jesus. I think on a previous podcast interview here, you'd mentioned, you know, seeing Jesus face to face, being prostrate on the floor, speaking <laughs> the face of Jesus. Now, listen, uh, it took me about 17 or 18 years to go public with a Jesus encounter where I encountered him in all his glory. Okay. And that, that's a whole nother story as to the, the process of obedience to write that article. Uh, but I would love to hear, because you've been released to speak about it, your Jesus encounter. I've had so many different Jesus encounters. And the ones that have been most prevalent is when I spent that two years of my life, I just prostrate on the floor. Like I, I didn't work. I didn't do anything. I just sought Jesus and I could see his face in the carpet and we would dialogue back and forth. I would say something and he would answer me back and I'd say something again and he'd answer me back. And I had that on so many different occasions for two years. And I had physical, you know, like I felt like I was right at the cross. I had times where I just came out of the presence of God and I'd have to look at my hands because I just felt like the oil of Jesus was all over my hands or my feet. And he was just faithful and obedient because it's all I did is sought him. I wasn't looking for Jared, I wasn't looking for a ministry. I wasn't looking for anointing. I wasn't looking to be this or that. I just wanted Jesus. And out of that, I have, um, he took me up into heaven and he showed me my son who I lost to a miscarriage. And I had this 45 minute heaven encounter where I was out of my body and just spirit man was up in heaven. And he was showing me that. And I've had that on other occasions with other things too. And so it was just all coming out of purity to wanting to know the greatest team of three that we have, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
And so I tell our, our friends today and our family that's watching, you know, if you just pursue Jesus, all these things, it says what? If we seek, you know, God, the kingdom of God, all these things will be added unto you. And so never be jealous or, or envious of what someone's spiritual experience has had, but just go and seek Jesus. And he's not a respecter of persons. He will give it to the next person when we seek him purely and wholeheartedly. Amen. Amen. Now with your book, Prophetic Spiritual Warfare, you equip people and you activate them in the prophetic. You talk about tearing down strongholds and walking in dominion, but also a warrior's heart. Can you mm. expand on the need for us as Christians to have a warrior's heart? That is so true. And it was actually my acquisitions agent that was like, Kathy, you have to write a chapter on how do we build a warrior's heart? And so the first thing that I go through in there is building a warrior's heart is knowing Father God. You see, we have three of the Trinity, Father God, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we should have a relationship with each of them individually and all of them collectively. So it's knowing who Father God is. Because when we know Father God, we're going to have this heart of love and we're going to be untouchable. What if I told you, Jared, you could never be rejected again. You could never be offended again. And I say that to my friends, you can get in such a place with the father's love that nobody can reject you again. Nobody can offend you again because you've built off this heart of love. So one, it's breaking down any father issues or father barriers that you may have any lack of relationship that you have with father god usually we can break those down by forgiving our earthly fathers or discovering sexual abuse known or unknown in our past and so when we're healed of those two things we break down that barrier and we can come into an intimate relationship with father god then it's receiving his love. It's easy for us to give love to other people, but it's not always easy to receive love. It's kind of like when you go to a restaurant with a friend or you go to get a cup of coffee and we argue about who's going to pay the bill. As Christians, we don't always want to receive. And actually, it's learning to receive that $5 cup of coffee that's going to help you receive the Father's love. So it's getting yourself in a place and a position to receive love, to allow God to just give you a love shower, a, a love bath, learning what the Bible says about love, but also getting in a secret place, getting in that quiet place so that the Trinity can love upon you. And then as you receive that love, it's the third step is to get into a position of inner healing and deliverance. I say, get the junk out of your trunk, okay? And just allow the Holy Spirit, Psalm 5110, created me a clean heart. Allow him to root it out and pull it out and allow him to come in and heal you and deliver you. Jesus is the greatest healer. He is the greatest deliverer. And when you partner with the Holy Spirit, you can receive that. Then when you receive rejection, uh, healing from that, when you receive the healing from offense and you have built a warrior's heart and you have a tight relationship with the father, when something wants to penetrate you, 
to make you feel rejected or make you feel offended. It doesn't come in. The Bible says no weapon formed against you will prosper. It doesn't say it won't try, okay? But when we build that warrior's heart, it's not going to come in and take hold. And so it's possible to never be rejected and offended again when we have built that warrior's heart. So those are the three components to build in a warrior's heart. And that is so important because in the prophetic, you're going to get rejected a thousand times over. In deliverance ministry, churches are going to love you or hate you. They're going to embrace you or shun you. And so you have to build that warrior's heart so that you can withstand anything that's thrown your way. Amen. Amen. You'd mentioned the, the, the prophetic word and being rejected and things like that. I'd like to know the process for you as an apostle, as a prophet, to eventually come to terms with your calling <laughs> and be able to realize that the message on your life it's life or death that despite rejection, you have to keep going in the will of God. I hope I explained that well enough. That is, that is so good. And, and honestly, you have to be you. That's what I, my verse is like, be you. Everyone else is taken. And, you know, being a deliverance minister, being a prophet is not easy. People are going to reject you. They're going to shun you, but you have to be focused. You know, what does the Bible say? Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. You got to stay on the path. And I'll tell you something, Jared, even as a deliverance minister, I tried to put on my track shoes again. You know, I told you how um, for my prophetic office, you know, I ran from God and it was the same way with deliverance ministry. I was like, okay, I don't know about this. And I remember being on a ministry trip here. I've been casting out demons for years and I had to cut up my dress shoes as a prophetic act of stopping to run from God. So guys, you know, when we look at Jonah, Jonah tried to run, but he couldn't outrun God and you're not going to outrun God. And you have a commission. God is for you. That's the prophetic word that he's been giving me for the last two days. God is for you. You are worthy to be used and you have a calling. I need you equipped. I am so passionate about my e-courses and my podcast because it's going to take more than one ministry to change this world. I need you equipped for your destiny because you have something to do for the kingdom of God that I can't do. You have a sphere of influence that you have to reach. And that is why I'm so passionate. Jesus said to go out and make disciples. And friends, I need you to stop running from God. You need you. You need to stop wrestling. You're going to be in more peace and shalom if you stop wrestling. And trust me, I'm speaking from the voice of experience. I ran from the prophetic office and I ran from deliverance, but I couldn't run from deliverance. And when my apostle ordained me an apostle, the spirit of God fell upon me and the fire of God fell upon me Amen. for 10 days straight, for 10 days straight. And I had such a burden, um, just such a burden. And I actually got a ring to commemorate it. And I look down at that and I think I have a weight. I have a commission. I have a calling. And someday I 
Jared, you friends that are listening, you're going to stand before God and we have to, you know, give that account that we've been good and faithful and that we did what he wanted us to do. And that burden has to be in our heart so much so that the rejection and the offense so that we don't run. So we don't care what people think. We need to just be free to be us. We need to be bold as a lion. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to flow out of us. And sometimes the Holy Spirit's unfiltered. You know, he's he's messy and he's not uniform and unique. But the world isn't looking for legalism. They're not looking for patterned religion. The reason that people have left the church because the church is boring and because everyone's in this cookie cutter aspect. And we have to be who the Holy Spirit's called us to be. And we have to accept that calling no matter what it looks like. And sometimes, friend, your worst enemy is going to be yourself until you embrace the destiny that the Holy Spirit, Father God, and Jesus has for you. Amen. I love that. You're on fire. You're you're lit right now. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Well, Kathy, you talk about activating spiritual senses. Now, I, I love Jesus. I love the Holy Spirit. You love Jesus. You love the Holy Spirit. We love the Holy Spirit. We love Father God. <laughs> activating spiritual senses. Some people have like this... Uh, these walls up about that. They don't understand it. There's even controversy to this day about, can we activate our spiritual senses? You've got a whole chapter about that. Can you elaborate on that and let us know like, Hey, this is not weird. This is initiated by the Holy spirit. You've got your senses. I don't want to steal your thunder. So can you roll with that? Well, even if you look at in the Bible with the woman of the blood issue, okay, what did she, um, she went and said, if only I can touch his garment, I will be made well. And Jesus perceived, okay, when we look at that, he perceived that someone touched him. And so here Jesus is even using his senses. And so that's what we have to go back and, and look at, you know, Jesus is here as human, as man form. And so when we look at the different ways that Jesus ministered in the Bible, okay, he also used his senses. But there's so many different things that we can do. A lot of people think that once we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, that the gifts of the Spirit just come on and out and it should be just instant, you know, and and that doesn't always happen. Sometimes we have to cultivate that gift. We have to get the education. We have to, just like with prophecy, I had to release one sentence before I could release seven minutes, okay? So it was a progression. And so that's what we have to do is activate our spiritual senses. So let's, you know, talk about some easy ways to do that. You know, we could be in our house in our prayer time, or we could be out in a grocery store, or we could be at church and we could see, you know, maybe something white or something black kind of come by our vision. That's one way to just really activate your senses as white is usually angelic, black is obviously demonic. But we have to make ourselves alert and aware. And another way that I teach people is come with a spirit of expectation that, that God's going to show you something. You know, so often we're like, God's not going to show me anything. And so I'll go into a city, a region, or even someone's house. And you friends, you can do this too, okay? 
Just activate your senses by looking up in the corner of a room, by looking up in the spiritual of the atmosphere. And when you look up, expect that God's going to show you something. I even talk about this in being prophetic, listening, prayer. You know, a lot of people say, I don't hear from God. Well, do you see something? Uh, Do you get a word? Do you get a picture? Like if I'm trying to get an answer, sometimes I put a balance scale in my mind and the answer on both sides and see what side goes up or down. We want to activate our senses. You know, some people have said, oh, I smell roses coming into the room. And, uh, you know, is that the presence of God? If you smell a fragrance, it can be. Yes, I have a supernatural testimony. I was preaching once and I smelled frankincense and myrrh. And I was like, what? I'm smelling frankincense and myrrh. This isn't normal. And guys, I'm not kidding. I felt like I saw the Holy Spirit walk into the room twice. And I heard him say, put down your microphone. And this was supernatural because for four hours after that, it's all I did is sit on a stool and call things out over the congregation. He told me not to touch one person. And the fire of God um, came on people. They were weeping. They were expelling demons. They were, their backs were being healed. But the interesting thing about that was, and this is why I want you to pay attention that I smelled frankincense and myrrh, is because I was allergic to it. And I would minister with my apostle and my hands would turn beet red, beet red. And now I make my own anointing oil and my hands never turn red. That day I got supernaturally healed off of smelling that sense. Okay. So that was one of the natural things that we can activate. But I think for so long, we're kind of like locked down. I don't have this gift. How do I do it? You got to take a step. If you mess up, if you speak something to someone you shouldn't have, or if you, you know, vain imaginations or whatever else, just repent, apologize and move on. But if we don't activate the prophetic, the scene, our natural senses, we're just not going to know. It's even just taking your ear sometimes and like turning it to heaven and expecting God to speak. Like I can be in a conference. It can be like wild, you know, crazy Holy Ghost stuff going on, but I could hear the Lord. And I can hear the Lord in that quiet is because I'm tuning my senses to him and I've been with him in the secret place. And so it's really an activation. And in the book, I give you this exercise, try this exercise or try this activation because we're not teaching that as a church, as a body of how do we activate that? And, you know, education's all right, but we need activation and then we need impartation. That's right. Well, that leads us into the, what this podcast is all about, impartation and activation. So, Kathy, will you lead us, those viewing and those listening, in a spiritual activation? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I just want to take you guys through just um, just some simple things right now that you can do in your life. Just close your eyes right now and expect the Lord's going to give you a picture or a word. And I just want you to do that. I got the word love when I did that. Okay. And so it might be something just simple, but that's one way that you can activate now love. Okay. So now I get this word love and I say, father, what does that mean? And he says, tell my children that I love them. And he says, and I'm going to prophesy right now, guys, because I just feel that's what the Lord's leading. Tell my children that I love them and that they're spoiled and lavished with my love. 
and that you are treasuries and I have storehouses for you in heaven. He says, some of you have felt lonely and defeated. You have wavered in your faith, but he said, I'm running, I'm running before you. And I see Jesus right now on a horse. I see him with a flag. I see him just leading this army. It's an army of victory. It's an army of freedom. And I just feel a lot of wind with that. I see the flag is just uh, really blowing in the wind. And that wind is a representation of the Ruach HaKodesh, the breath and wind of God, the Holy Spirit. And God says, you are not defeated. You are not a defeated foe. But he said, you bring joy to my heart. And he said, you are joy to me. And my joy is your strength. He says, don't worry about for tomorrow. I'm in those circumstances and situations and I'm bigger than your problems. And I have you in the palm of my hands and I'm going to lavish my love upon you. Hallelujah. So friends, I just want you to, to you know, be quiet before the Lord, get a word, activate something. Maybe it'll be, hey, you're supposed to be a deliverance minister. Maybe he's going to tell you like me, you know, you're supposed to be a prophet or whatever it is, and then just take a step and pray. But also sometimes we just need to wait. We need to wait on the Holy Spirit. So you get that word Holy, and, and just wait for the Holy Spirit to give you the next. And look at, out of one word, love, everything that the Lord gave you. And that's how easy activation can be. I think we're looking for this big blueprint. But when you partner with the Holy Spirit, it's going to look different every single time. And I'll tell you, my husband, he would sit in quiet and not get anything all the time. And then once in a while, he would get something. And when he did, it was right in line. So don't get discouraged if the first five or 15 times you don't get anything. Right. Keep trying. And your main focus and goal is to partner with the Holy Spirit. Increase your expectations. Expectation is a breeding ground for miracles. And so when we expect, God is going to show up because he's not a respecter of persons. Amen. Kathy, thank you so much for that activation and sharing your true stories of what the wonderful Holy Spirit has done in you and through you. You mentioned partner with the Holy Spirit. Because I endorsed your book, you sent me a gift box and the t-shirt, which is my favorite t-shirt, say partner <laughs> with uh, the Holy Spirit. So Kathy, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you for more information, but also to get your book, Prophetic Spiritual Warfare? Yes, you guys can go over to KathyDegrawMinistries.org. All my information's over there. My book is sold wherever books are sold. And don't forget to listen to my podcast, Prophetic Spiritual Warfare, also on the CPN Network with Jared. Awesome. And guys, with that, this was a powerful episode of Adventures in the Spirit with my friend Kathy DeGraw. Please, I, I kid you not, purchase that book, get that book, lead your small groups through it, your church groups, you know, send multiple copies to anybody you know, okay? Um, I'm reading it for the very third time, the third time. It is chock full of prophetic wisdom, insight, Jesus encounters, and activations. Thank you so much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that Adventures in the Spirit encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. 
subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.